0: Welcome back to Jurassic Park Minute. Jurassic Park Minute is the fan podcast that chronicles and overanalyzes the classic nineteen ninety-three film Jurassic Park Minute by Minute. I'm Kyle. I'm Brady. And we're here to bring you minute number five. Welcome back to Jurassic Park Minute, a whole nother week of it. We're here on a Monday, Brady. How are you feeling this week? Doing great. How about you? You have a nice weekend? I did. I did. Lots of rest. Yeah, lots of rest. Lots of uh, rewatching Jurassic Park. Now, as everybody knows, we watch this movie once a day and just memorize what happened in one minute. Is that how we do it? I I don't know. I think that's how we do it. And then uh, we go back and overanalyze that. So you ready to jump on into it? Let's get to it. In the previous minute, we heard about the growing legal concern over the park and the urgent need for professional endorsement. We ended the minute by seeing a worker excitedly telling Rastagno about something they found inside of the amber mine. At minute number five, we see Rastagno leading Gennaro into the mine. At five minutes, oh eight, Gennaro begins to explain his plan for setting up a team of scientists to sign off on the park. At 5 minutes, 10 seconds, Gennaro tells Restagno that he has already secured Ian Malcolm, but he still wants Alan Grant. At 5 minutes, 20 seconds, Restagno picks up a piece of fossilized amber and calls for more light to inspect it. At 5 minutes, 27 seconds, Restagno begins to explain that Grant isn't going to be easy to convince. The camera pushes in on the amber, slowly revealing a preserved mosquito inside. At 5 minutes, 30 seconds, Restagno says that Grant will not easily be swayed, as he, like Restagno, is a digger. At 5 minutes, 40 seconds, we see an archaeologist brush gently, sweeping sand away from a fossilized cloth. At 5 minutes, 50 seconds, we see more hands sweeping away more sand on more bones. At 5 minutes, 50 seconds, we now see that the bones belong to the skeleton of a fossilized dinosaur. And thus ends minute number five of Jurassic Park. All right, so this is like another classic Spielberg scene. I think Spielberg is really great at these kind of like moments of discovery. I think the entire movie, uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, is built around scenes like we have right here. E.T. is kind of built around this stuff. So it's, it's got a level of mysteriousness to it, or a level of mystery to it, a level of discovery uh, when they're finding this amber and focusing in on it. It's You know it's going to come into play later. You just don't know how amber is involved with a <laughs> cloning of dinosaurs at this moment. So
1: that's but, right. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, and it's it's
0: the the color usage is great. It's a very dark scene. You got the lights coming from the guy's hats. The light filtering in from the end of the tunnel. Uh, and just you know, at the very end where he's holding the amber. I'm sorry, what's the character's name again? Uh, Juanito. what wait, When Juanito is holding it right there in the center of the frame. You know, like Grant like me, he's a digger. Yeah. You know, focusing in on it
1: with the music. You know, everything. All the uh, the choir and the music is just so effective. Um, but yeah, just we're seeing this mosquito and it's like. A kind of a what the hell moment, and you're really looking for the explanation, which you're not going to get for a while. And so I think that's one of the uh, coolest things that the movie does up until this point is presents you with something just so bizarre. Yeah. And you start asking the questions like, well, you know, where are we going? Where are we going with this? Well, and
0: I think that at this point in the movie, if you, I remember seeing it and knowing about the amber and knowing about the mosquitoes at this point, because I think that was something that they kind of seeded to the audience in a lot of interviews before this happened. That mm-hmm. you know, people talk about, oh, it's you know, they use this amber and these mosquitoes to take the dino blood. Now we didn't exactly know how. Uh, that stuff is of course conveyed later in the Mr. DNA sequence, but at this point you did know that Amber played into the, to the plot somehow, but it's just, it's still mysterious. It's still centered there in the middle of the screen. Like, Hey, this is, you know, something very important. I like the way Spielberg does that. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, it's a great cross cut that they do from the mosquito that's there in the middle of the screen to the Raptor claw. Yeah. I love that. It's kind of like yeah. how these, you know, extinct things are coming into play, and kind of the the, the symbolism, the symmetry of those two things in the middle of the screen too. And how
1: one is leading to the other.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. then,
1: of course, with the music on top of that, the camera movement over that claw as it's kind of you know just uh, moving ever so slightly. Such yeah. a creepy moment.
0: And we have that nice pull out to the skeleton, and but. Even as a child, well, not a child, was a teenager when I saw this movie originally, I knew that's not how dinosaur skeletons look at ex- excavations, you know? Like, they're they're not fully formed, it's not every bone in the dinosaur's body, and they sure as heck aren't dusting them away with little <laughs> little tools like that. Come it's kind on. of a romanticized version yeah. of how that stuff comes out of the ground. Really, a lot of times, they're, you know, digging with shovels and stuff like that to find these, you know, uh, these bones. But, um, of course, the, you know, when once they get them out of the ground, they might use little... You know, uh, dusters and stuff like that. My wife is an archaeologist. She spent a lot of time in Barbados studying uh, the, the culture there and a lot of their history. So I'd have to. <laughs> she hates it. She hates it when people ask her about dinosaurs because archaeologists study you know anthropology. They study the human culture. They don't study bones and paleontology and stuff like that. So when, when we first met, uh, I knew not to mention dinosaurs to her. But I know that she used the little brush on clay pots and stuff like that and bottles and things like that. So, uh, so. The whole thing about the science behind Jurassic Park, we didn't know this at the time, but studies have shown recently that cloning dinosaurs from mosquitoes and amber is not something you can actually do. Because of the decay nature of amber, the half-life of it is not long enough to for it to have been Uh, Around still, dinosaurs died out 65 million years ago, and the half-life on it's about a million years, I think. Uh, So unfortunately, Dino DNA is a bit too old to be used for cloning. Let's just take it from a March 12, 2013 article from Popular Science on the decay rate of DNA. Even in ideal preservation conditions, the scientists calculate scientists who've studied DNA have calculated that every single DNA bond would be broken down at 6.8 million years. The youngest dino fossils are 65 million years old. And because scientists need long stretches of DNA to replicate it, they estimate that the oldest usable DNA would be one to about 2 million years old, would be the oldest. Uh, The record holder right now for DNA found in ice cores is 500,000 years. So, one cool thing about that. We may be on the cusp of cloning a woolly mammoth. I think the Japanese were trying to do this a few years ago saber tooth tiger stuff like that stuff from the ice age paleolithic type stuff we might be able to clone that i think that's awesome i would love to see a saber tooth tiger or a woolly mammoth but unfortunately cloning dinosaurs is just complete science fiction right now at this point who knows what kind of technology we can come back in dna replication in the next 100 years it'd be awesome to i'm not going to live that long but it'd be really cool (laughs) if they could bring back a t-rex or something
1: but and is it right to do that's uh ian malcolm's whole you know, philosophy throughout the entire movie. Well, is, is this morally acceptable?
0: Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, uh, off the top of my head, I would say, yeah, it is. Yeah, I, know, I mean, like I who, really want to see a dinosaur. Well, no, but I mean, like, you know, who does it hurt, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, if a, 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 an extinct creature, uh, you know, he makes the argument later that, you know, of course, you know, he'd be have no problem with cloning condors because they're on the verge of extinction. Right now, if you could clone bees to bring them back, that would be fantastic because, you know, the bees are, I think they're making a little bit of a comeback now, but colony collapse in 2006 was a real issue, So bringing something like that back that, you know, maybe climate change or deforestation or something like that is harming, you know, there's no harm in that at all. But he says that dinosaurs were selected by nature to be killed. I don't think Mother Nature thinks that way. Of course, I mean, you know, whatever happened to kill the dinosaurs happened, but... To bring back a couple to be studied for science, you know, that you could see in real life, I, I don't have any moral issue with that. I would, I would need someone a lot smarter than me to sit down and say, no, Kyle, this is why that's wrong, which I have to have happen all the time. So. See, that's the
1: thing. Is like, okay, so once you've, like, uh, done your little studying for science, as you said, well, what do you do with them then? What does Dr. Frankenstein do with this creature after he proves to himself that, you know, you can create life or prolong death? Well,
0: uh, I know what you do. You build a theme park around you it. You build a charge park $55 per person per day to come in and look at it, yeah. Or, yeah. <laughs> and when I say theme park, I do mean roadside attraction. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm duh. driving from I mean, here to Pittsburgh and I have to stop in the middle of Kansas. <laughs> hey, come see our Velociraptor. Yeah. Actually, there's a truck stop that has a kangaroo on the way to Pittsburgh. What? I didn't stop and see it, though, but I saw the sign say, "comes here our kangaroos.
1: At the time of this recording, yes. Uh, Mike the Tiger, the mascot for LSU, actually was... Uh, passed away. Passed away today, yeah, yeah due to Very sad. complications of cancer. Yeah, absolutely. But there is a... You said a roadside kangaroo. There is a... Ga- big gas station, probably about like an hour from here. Yeah, um, on the way to somewhere I can't remember, but they have a uh, tiger, big, beautiful tiger. Yeah, at the gas station, and um, I've actually heard some people saying that they might start try to. Make uh, bring him to be the uh, the next Mike the Tiger
0: LSU mascot. Well, he definitely have a big. Uh, you know, Mike the Tiger had a big facility built for him. So yeah, it yeah. might. I, I would think it would be better for him to be in in a facility and have the medical care of uh, the LSU veterinary staff there. Oh so yeah, no absolutely. Maybe that'll happen. Maybe not. Well, we will update you on the <laughs> on the dealings of the uh, truck stop tiger truck stop. Uh, uh, yeah those tiger, so it's kind of a sad deal so alright we got anything else for this minute no alright great well hey let's get into the next week of Jurassic Park Minute so folks join us again tomorrow we're gonna have minute number six I'm Kyle I'm Brady and until next time hold on to your butts
1: Jurassic Park Minute is a fan supported podcast if you like the podcast then leave us a review on iTunes you can contact us at JurassicParkMinute at gmail.com and visit us online at JurassicParkMinute.com, Facebook.com slash JurassicParkMinute, and Twitter.com slash JurassicMinute.